Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. The Premier League is back. We'll recap some of them games. We will do our overreactions and underreactions. We'll go into our segments. We've got front three, back four, and we'll have some fun, hopefully, along the way. Let's go. Right, so there's only really one game to talk about this weekend. Uh, Man United, great side, don't you think? If Pogba plays like that all season, I, I just don't see anyone beating Man United. What do you think, uh, Mark? What do you think? I was going to make the joke everyone's made that we beat Leeds 6-2 last season and 5-1 this year, so we've gone backwards. <laughs> and uh, Fixture to fixture, we're not, we're not doing as well as we did last year. But, I yeah, it's a bit of a weird one because... Is it just Leeds are just done a Leeds where they're just open? I know, I don't know if any of you listened to Gary Neville's analysis after, and he's like, Leeds are the perfect opponent for United because they're open. They try to pass through them. They're not really going to bully United where, where United have weaknesses. So it just, I was like, I don't want to be too, too down on it, but I'm like, it's, it's a great start. And, uh, just say it. Leeds are frauds. Yeah. I've been saying it for years. Come on now. We know they're frauds. They're, they're, not, I... they're not frauds. They're a good team. They're just, as as you were saying, they are designed for Man United. For a counter-attacking team with yeah. talent, with good passing, you can just pass through them. That's it, just how Leeds play. It kind of, the, the, it kind of, the weekend, going into the season, I was like, I think the top four, that all, I think all three of us predicted in slightly different orders will be there'll be a gap between them and the rest and this weekend I kind of saw that minus obviously City losing but they didn't start last season too well and then they won like 27 in a row so they've always got that in them <clears throat> but yeah I, I think United fan we started the season optimistic we've like won our game 5-1 even the goal we conceded you just you just say well done like it's not a you can't really blame anyone on United for that goal um unless you're going to tell me De Gea should have got it Chris <laughs> never, never, never should be that. never should be beaten at your far post um yeah but no I like it was perfect start really I, I see what you're doing here Chris you just try and find any excuse not to talk about the mighty Arsenal who exactly how the mighty have fallen I don't know even. I, I'm not. Do you know what? I, I'm not really into football. I'm more into rugby. Can't you see this top? I, I only know a couple of teams. I just saw a headline saying Man United won, but that's about it. Do you know what? I actually, uh, it's really sad seeing Arsenal. Like it, it was funny at first, and last year was quite funny seeing them fail. But it's just really sad. Like you did, I feel bad for their fans. That it's got so bad now that I actually feel bad for them. I used to just hate them and be like, "Ha, good, you're losing." But now I'm like, it's just really dem- it must be really demoralising to see a team just dying literally doing uh, nothing I, I do feel sorry like i <clears throat> the thing is well I, chris you recommended the what's it called the sky sports where they met all the fan tvs the overlap uh, the overlap. live fan thing yeah and all the what, what that showed me was a lot of these channels have fans which are actually do think through the game but i imagine when and then they bring post, freaking tie on but post-match they emotion gets over so all these channels are come a bit clickbaity but put them in a room they actually understand football 
but Arsenal fan TV is like, as you say, Ty, it was the one fan channel that, that still looked emotional, even in a room trying to be black and white about good and bad of the season. And it was still emotional. And I was like, that is like PTSD Arsenal fans now because of how long this is going on. And you can't I, I, label you can't label entire fan base on that absolute lunatic who they got. I mean, the guy's defending what Arsenal's doing right now and saying, why is it that there's so much criticism? They, they deserve the criticism. I mean, look, you know, it, it's just, it is sad. It's such, it's a frustration. You can have a, your team lose and, and not play well. And, and it, it's just, again, it's the manner in which they're doing it. They're not making an, enough changes and they seem to be kind of doubling down on what makes them worse. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't really know what's going on because a lot of it sounds like it's in the, uh, the backroom stuff. I mean, you hear, Rumours of Edu going on holiday during the transfer window, which is absolutely disgusting. And, you know, you see Tammy Abraham go to Rome and partly why Arsenal can't get them is because they can't get rid of players. Like Roy Keane was saying, you know, it's all about recruitment. But one of the troubles Arsenal seem to have is they can't offload players. I mean, we had the saga with Ozil, couldn't get rid of him for love nor money. Xhaka seems to have stayed, although the problem is, is that they look at, I look at stayed. Jack yeah, has he's just signed another contract today. Another... He's just got and, and, and that's what I'm saying. They seem to, they seem rise. to, they seem to resign these players that most fans will say isn't worth it. They seem to like some of these players that aren't really up to it and, and commit to them even more. I mean, they, they've been, they were kind of doing, they've been doing that since Arsene Wenger was there, but I guess Arsene Wenger was such a good manager. He kind of, I don't know if he could plaster over the gaps, but it's just, um, you know, Brentford Brentford looked like a decent side, but opening game in a season, I mean, come on, like. Have you seen enough to write Ben White off? Oh, write him off. <laughs> I didn't write him in. I mean, come on. He was he made two mistakes for the goals. He was terrible. Uh, he yeah, was terrible. Uh, come on, Dan. Look, I Dan, look, I'm not being emotional tie here. Come on, Dan. You know, I said it wasn't a good signing. You know he had a bad game. He didn't have a good game. Uh, he He's a good player. He, uh, he's got some of the top stats when it comes to playing out the back. Most defenders do these days, but he is good at that. He's just not very tall, is well, the truth. He's, he's like five foot ten. Yeah, he's not good in the air. He's yeah. slow. He's not good at tackling. I like. I, I only watched the highlights and I was like, oh, I, I thought Ben White might have been a good sign-in, especially because I'll, I'll, I'll admit it, it's because he got called <laughs> up to England. Arsenal paid 50 million. I was like, people must have must see something in him. And I straight away was like, no, this is worrying. Well, I think if you... he's been a good player for a few years. There's, there's a reason he got the England squad and there's a reason Arsenal played 50 million. He was very good yeah. at Brian. He was Lewis the leads before that. But, you know, he's just, he had a terrible game and they, they targeted him because that is his one weakness. He's a bit shorter than everyone else and he isn't great in the air, which is fine if you've got a rock hard centre-back next to you who is really good in the air or you play in a back three, which is what Ben White's done for the last three years. So it reminds me of when um, Spurs bought Matt Doherty and tried to play him in a back four and wonder why he can play football because mm. he only plays in a back five. Like you, ben White doesn't play in a back two. He, he plays in a back three. Well, so. I, could, I can envision that Ben White would be a luxury player if we actually had a good defence. I'm not going to keep it all on him because, again, it was just... It was, Leno is the worst goalkeeper in the Premier League. I'm just going to go out and say it now. Bye. I'm not overreacting. This isn't Bye. an overreaction yet. This yeah. is accurate. I mean, he is bad. He is bad, isn't he? He just is no good. He, and he commands no respect in the box. And then he's in front of him, he's got centre-backs that probably aren't up to it. And, you know, look, Ben White, young player, first game, made a couple mistakes. Highlight, 
the only reason we're highlighting him is because I I had already spoken about him not being a good signing. But um, it's just it's just woeful. I, you know, I I don't I don't really know what to say to be honest. I'm just I'm gonna try and do like you remember Mark. We used to say, and you kind of still on it with fantasy football, where you don't like playing it because you invest too much in it and it gets upset. I think for me, yeah. I'm going to do that with this football season in terms of Arsenal. I'm just going to... The hardest thing is that everyone knows... When you're a fan of a team, everyone, all of your friends, all your mates know you're a fan of that team. So everyone's just giving me shit. I mean, Brentford fans are giving me shit. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it's insane. Like, what am I supposed to do? I can't do anything. So I'm just going to... Uh, there's no way for me to disassociate myself with the club for now. So I'm just going to try and take it easy. Uh, this will be my last rant, hopefully. And, you know... Anytime you want to bring up Arsenal later on in the season, just relax because I'm not going to respond. I'm probably not even going to talk. So, so next Super Sunday after the Arsenal Chelsea game, we'll uh, we won't talk. And then the week after the Super Sunday, the Arsenal City game, we better not talk. Basically, Arsenal will probably put in a half decent performance against Chelsea. They'll lose heroically, probably. Yeah, but... yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. Thinking. Arsenal don't do that. Arsenal don't lose heroically. They either they either win poorly or they lose horrifically. There's no in between. There's nothing else. <laughs> and then Arteta will come out and say, "I'm really sorry. It's my fault. I take fault." Yeah, fuck you. It's your it's your is your fault. It's everyone's fault. You take the blame. Every single person outside of Tierney can take the blame. Every single one. Uh, Saka's all right. He, did, he didn't play most of the game. He can't be blamed. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just talking about like the starters, really. You know, subs. Is what it is. I mean, it's embarrassing. I heard today when they said Jack has got a new contract, and I just thought to myself, all summer we've been talking about how Roma would get, Jack wanted to go to Roma, Arsenal wanted rid of him, Mourinho wanted him. We were laughing at the fact that Mourinho was going to buy another over the hill useless midfielder for a load of money to add to his team, and then Arsenal go and give him a long term contract. Well, like, can they not? Can they just not? Really can they just not announce it? Can they not do it and not announce it? Like, don't yeah. tell anyone. Just we'll just be there two two years like later on, being like. Why is he still here? And then you just hear, oh, he signed the contract a couple of years ago and just not bring everyone down. But just don't announce it. In all seriousness, uh, how long has Arteta got? Like, short, not long, right? This is, the, this is the problem, Dan. Who knows? He's got until the end of his contract. They want him there. They want him there to do it. Like, you know... They also take they were the talking about, Sorry, they were talking about Mike Ashley on, on that overlap, about him being the kind of owner that is there to take profit from his business. You know, there's a, there's a few owners out there that, that buy these clubs and are happy to kind of pump their money in because for whatever their reasons are. I see Cronky or who, whatever the owners are like as similar as, as Mike Ashley. I think they're there just to kind of put in the bare minimum and try and get out as much as they want. And, you know, if you, it's just hard as a fan if that is the case. But I can't understand what else their vision is, particularly with Arteta. Well, that's two years out of Europe. This year, probably out of Europe as well, <laughs> on, on, on the first showing. You can't like you, you can't run a, fo- a Premiership football club of Arsenal stature and size with those wages and the kind of no. money they're paying and not be in Europe for three or four years. It's, it's catastrophic for them. They can't be making any money. So this is a terrible decision. I don't yeah. know what they're doing. They're just idiots, yeah. then I guess. I do. I do really feel well. I mean, Cronkey classic. Uh, most times when he goes to watch the game, he has to ask which colour Arsenal are playing in. So, um, but, uh, let's well, let's turn it to a bright side because I was actually. If it wasn't against Arsenal, like I'm actually genuinely happy for Brentford. You could tell what it meant to them. The crowd was unreal. Um, yeah. They played really, really well. I mean, if they play like that against, you know, most sides in the Premier League, they'll get results. Uh, not, you know, if we put Arsenal as a side now, that's the bottom half of the team. They could compete with anyone if they play like that. Um, well, with Arsenal and um, teams in red and white that have long throw, 
Uh, we don't like long balls anyway, but any any version of it. Um, Yeah, and if they start doing that as well, but no, but good for Brentford. Um, I think I put them to go down uh, this season. Um, That game definitely didn't make me think they they were going to, especially when you see teams like Crystal Palace being a bit woeful. Uh, It's hard to kind of picture it. I'll still stick with it for the time being. But no, they were great. They were great. Sorry, Dan, what's going on with your face? I know. My head's sort of disappearing. I don't know what's going on with my computer today. Sorry. It's just not getting enough use. Scare that garden, get a job. <laughs> yeah. Don't know how to connect to the Wi Fi anymore properly. Thanos has just clicked his fingers. <laughs> Danny, Danny <laughs> <to> fix <laughs> well, where, where do you think where do you think Brentford could what what what's the what's the maximum potential a team like Brentford could do in the season? I, I, yeah, I don't think top half, uh, but I do think I think just because there's so many good teams, like I think like 13th, 14th for me is uh, is if they get that, that'd be like brilliant. Yeah, I think they'll do well. I think I mean we said it. Me and Mark said it last week. I don't think they'll get relegated. I think they play good football. We we're glad they went up. Um, analytics run company, and uh, it's proven it's working. <laughs> um, City Spurs. Yeah, enjoyed yeah. that. <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, I did. This is one where I did like this season. I've said about removing my emotions from games. So, like, I know in our, our uh, prediction league, I picked City. I know yeah. fantasy. I had nothing riding on. I had one Tottenham player who's deep in my bench. I was like, I, but I still wanted Tottenham to win, and and. That was one game I enjoyed, and I'm a bit shocked because I, I've been rating Nuno for years, and and I don't know what happened. But at half time, I was like, "Oh yeah, Nuno's their manager. Like, why why have I wrote Tottenham to, off to be like useless?" And uh, because if he can, he turn a Triore into a Championship sort of reject to in the Spain squad, and you're like, he he. If you look at Tottenham's wingers. They're the exact type of players Nuno could turn into decent players. Um, I still think Tottenham finished sort of seventh in the league, just purely because as good as that eleven is, without Kane, you see the subs. It it starts to get a bit bit woeful, but so I think over the season it will tell. But yeah, well, I think for them, if 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 and when they actually lose Kane, I think for them it's just a case of how are we going to perform without Kane he's such a big part of their team I don't think they're going to realistically say we're going to be top four top five top six I think most Spurs would be generally happy with finishing you know not not close to relegation but finishing anyway but it's the way in which they're going to do it are they going to just roll over and be like we've lost Kane we're just a terrible team all of a sudden are we going to fight and the thing is like I've got an overreaction later but like Son is a very good player I mean, it all depends how they spend the 160-odd million or whatever they get for Kane. If, if he stays this year, which I actually think he does, I actually think he'll stay. They, he's been announced in the squad for Thursday for the Conference League qualifier, so he's playing on Thursday and Nuno's come out and said he just he wasn't match fit, um, which might be true, might not be, probably not. Um, but it's Daniel Levy, he's not going to give him up. I think he stays this season. 
I think he'll he'll get his head down. And he'll he'll have another good season, score his thirty goals or do whatever, and he'll go next year. But it gives them time to go and spend the hundred and whatever million they're going to get. If they can spend it wisely, you know, we were, it was only six months ago, or even the first couple of games of the Euros, we were all saying, "Christ, the Spurs need to get rid of Kane quick because he looks gone." For 100 million, I'll be getting rid of that guy quickly. Like Kane is obviously a special talent. He's obviously a brilliant uh, striker. But with 100 and something million quid, you'd hope you can go and fill up, get a few people, fill that squad out a bit, bolster it, and still you know compete for the top four, which is effectively what they were doing before anyway. So I'll be I'll be interested to see what what Kane will be like um, if he was to move because, like you said, we've been kind of down on him a little bit. And is that because of Spurs? Is that because of Man City? Or is it because you know he hasn't got the legs he used to? The one thing I like about Nuno is that he, at least from this first game, he looks to be playing players that he clearly has seen in training and think that he deserves playing. Like, what's his name? Tangangan over someone like Aurier. You know, Aurier has, has been a bit, is not the best right back in the world. Um, and if he's he just going to pick... Play, sorry? He, he hasn't been named in their squad, so I think him, I think he's off. Um, but Tanganga was brilliant. I mean, he was their best player yesterday. Well, he had, he had uh, the last, I think the last two seasons, he's kind of had bit parts. And every time he's played, he's been a pretty good player. I don't know how good he can be, but he's no, he's no scrub. Like, he's a Premier League player, just depending on what they have. But yeah, Nuno's a great coach. Um, they've still got a lot of quality left in that side. It just depends on kind of how he puts them out there. Um, I don't know. They had Davis at centre back, but uh, not Davis, um, Sanchez. Sanchez, yeah. Davis and yeah. Sanchez, that's what I was looking for. Maybe there is still a bit of a gap here with their centre backs, but Nuno's a good coach. I'm sure he'll well, make. They got that uh, Romero, don't they? Where's he planning on playing him? I think he yeah, came he on the second half, didn't he? Yeah, he'll be a centre back. Came on quite late. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. from the Atlanta. I mean, if you don't pay 45 million, if you're not going to play him. Well, can we go to our overreactions and underreactions? I think it's a good starting point for for me at least. Um, unless you want to just kind of go through any other games, otherwise. No, no, that's fine. Um, I am not going to overreact to Man City, particularly we even said Man City and Pep, you know, he maybe tries to outfit the game as he always does with no striker. I'm not really going to overreact with them not having a striker. I'm not going to overreact to them losing this game because they still do it one way or the other. Like if they get Kane, which it doesn't seem likely, they're going to have Jesus. They'll do enough to win the league. It's like something like that will be good to win the league because the way he plays is very formulaic and there's a recipe to it. Probably not built for things like cups and stuff, but Premier League-wise, I think he'll be fine. So I would definitely not overreact to them not having a striker. And if they don't get one, what are we going to say? They're not going to be in the top four? I highly doubt it. Well, I, I actually think, I mean, all this talk of Kane, and where, I think Ferran Torres actually played really well. I think as a false nine, he's quite a good player. Uh, and no, he's young. I think, he, I think he will have a very good season, Ferran Torres. So really, I think he'll score a lot of goals. Is he actually a striker though? Because the only... Yeah. He's, he's a, kind of a he's more of a you know Mane type like Mane yeah type. well the, th- so the only thing I fi- lot, but... the only thing I find with Ferran Torres is he doesn't move like a centre forward so when you've got certain balls that kind of go across he's not really running towards goal mm-hmm. um, and he won't get enough chances doing that do you know what I mean yeah I, I I've seen City twice now the this one and uh, Charity Shield and it's like <clears throat> I just. Their formation is the issue, I find. Like, I don't... Same formation as always, though. Yeah, but they've got Grealish and Sterling on the left. And I don't understand how that works. And, yeah, and I I think Grealish is going to take some time to get used to City. They're talking about 
he where he might change his position. And I'm like, yeah, because you can see Grealish has definitely picks the ball up, wants to beat someone, and still probably has to be reminded you're not having to win the game on your own. And I don't know if any of you saw Grealish got through and had a shot. and On the left-hand side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and kept apologising. And then on the replay, Gary Neville was like, oh, there was no one even there to pass to. I don't know why he's apologising. I think like, the player who was there on the inside was like, what are you doing? Even though he weren't in a position. And I think that's his fear at the minute. It's like, mm. oh God, I, I need to change my game. Like I'm at City, I should square that, not shoot. Even though it was a shooting chance. But they just look a bit all over the place. Like The same as last season. They, half their players only just came back last week. Like they, they had, they've got a ton of Brazilians and a ton of you know people that are in the Copa, the Olympics, all sorts. They'd be fine. They what the first eight games of last season, they were useless. They lost five two to Leicester. They got battered somewhere else. So they'll be fine. Yeah. I think it'll be the last we. Well, it should be the last we see of Mendy and Ake because oh, Mendy, Mendy was them, so them bad. To us. They're, they're I, so bad. I, I, I mean, it's 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 such a shame. Like I thought, I remember when City got Ake. I thought that was a bad signing. He wasn't a bad centre back, but he looked bad um, ah, yesterday. Was, like he's, he made, he's not he, good. He made the mistake in the charity shield as well. And and I thought, okay, they're going to bring Stones and Zinchenko back. But it's almost like Guardiola's like, all right, here's the last bit of rope. Yeah. Go out there and yeah. and make my mind up. Like, because as soon as Zinchenko and De Bruyne come on, it was like they did look a lot better in that last bit. Isn't it weird, though, that, they're, that you're talking about Man City spending all these billions with all these players and they're playing a... What is an attacking midfielder, Zinchenko, effectively, because he is where he plays for his country. Yeah, number 11. Uh, a, a left back. I mean, what is going on? Why? He's always played left back for C, though. I mean, why he's don't a left back. Buy a left back. They've got the worst left back of the top seven or eight teams. Go and buy a left back. You're Man City. But when Mendy first came in, he looked. Yeah, he had one season which was amazing, but he had that he had a lot of injuries. And I, I just don't think he ever got himself fit. I know that he never got himself back to where he was. He doesn't look fit. He doesn't. He doesn't run. Well, I, I, I don't know about that, Dan, because he also makes bad decisions. It's not. It doesn't look to me like it's in yeah. a, a physical issue. It looks like he just hasn't really got the brain for it. It's like, yeah, it's like. Remember years ago when Bellerin just had that one good season. You're like, wow, he's crossing the ball. He's running. All of a sudden, it's like they don't know how to play football. They're just quick. They don't know how to pass anymore. They don't know when to do it. And you know, I think Mendy's kind of a victim to that as well. But Zinchenko plays left back for C. He always has done. He plays up yeah, front. You know, plays, he does. But um, you look his country is terrible. You look at the top six, seven, eight, even ten sides because I put Arsenal in there with Kieran Tierney. Name all of their left backs, and I guarantee you Zinchenko is probably the worst of the lot. But how weird is that for a team that wants to win everything that is winning everything? Why not just go and get a top? There's so many good left backs. Go and get one. This is ser- serviceable, I guess. Can I give you an overreaction? Please know what that wasn't. No, that was a, that was an underreaction. I'm not. I'm, okay. I'm not going to react to uh, poorly to what happened to City, especially with no striker. Overreaction. I think Son is as good as Salah, Mo Salah. He might be even close to top five in the Premier League. I think. I think he's just so good. I think maybe with Kane being there, you know, he kind of he he's grown into this superstar. And maybe without Kane, he's now he's going to have the opportunity to to have this team for himself if Kane goes. That goal he took, it was like the one chance that that really, really had. I can't really remember them having many opportunities unless someone can correct me. But that was like a half chance, if that. And he just put it away so well. And he's just, I just, he's just the best. I just think he's so good. And um, yeah, that's my overreaction. Is that an overreaction? 
I don't think that's unfair. Over yeah, it. I it's think you have underrated Salah, like, and oh no, I think Son's quality. I, do, I think Son might be top five, top six player in the league. So I, I mean, Salah's up there as well with a number of others. Salah just broke the record. He scored the first day of the season five years in a row, or five seasons in a row, or something. Yeah, no, Salah's great. Salah, I'm not. I'm not putting yeah. Salah down. I'm. I'm bringing Son up. No, because uh, the reason that's an overreaction is because Salah enters like the argument that one of the best players the league's yeah. had. Yeah. Yeah, Son. Son, Son, Son is that. That's my overreaction for the weekend. Son is that. <laughs> for an Arsenal fan, that is, that is big. Yeah. He's good. He's good. He's a good player. Has anyone uh, else got any overreaction on the reactions? Uh, well, May United are going to win the league. So, but I mean, yeah, I said that last uh, week. So, all right, that's an underreaction. Yeah. But my overreaction and it's purely because someone told me that it looks like Lacazette and Aubameyang could be gone is that Arsenal are in a relegation battle this season and, <laughs> Jesus Christ and I'm not, I, I, look I'm not even going to comment because I'm they not might, part of they it. might no they, they might turn it round but if they lose turn it round uh, one if, game if they lose Lacazette and Aubameyang I was looking at that starting 11 against Fucking hell. that is that is in the five uh, that's that's one of the worst starting 11s like in the league if if they but the the fact is it sounds like yeah, but then why would you expect but it sounds like yeah like uh Bamiyang and Lacazette is bloody because they've fallen out with Arteta and there's it's nothing to do with fitness and you're like how many this this is quite a few players now that Arteta's fallen out with and unless Arsenal get someone in before deadline day. So the one thing Arsenal do have versus the other teams in the relegation battle is they are still a big team. So they could bring someone in like if they do lose those two. But if they go to season without them two, they are in serious trouble. Like I, I just it is gonna be funny. Like don't don't forget, come the international break in the end of September or in mid uh, beginning of September, Arsenal will have played Brentford, Chelsea and City, probably have lost all three probably be on zero points at the bottom of the league. The absolute chaos. And then there's a three-week break or two-and-a-half-week break. The absolute chaos of that period. Of all the Arsenal fans, all the media, it is going to be mad. Uh, just Yeah, well, uh, one one slight overreaction I had, and I, uh, you, you've actually made it a, a pretty accurate reaction, is that I'm going to find a new team. How's <laughs> yeah. Hertha Berlin going for you? Hey? How's Hertha Berlin going for you? Uh, they're not the best, I must admit. They they, they win and lose. Akers and Stanley had a great win, so that was their first win of the season. So I might have to invest in that. Um, yeah, just just sad, really. Yeah, bad times, bad times. Tough. Why, why don't we do a different podcast? What other sports are we into? <laughs> is it is it me or I feel like ever there's been a lot of talk of the refing over the, this weekend. Like, admittedly, Bruno's goal. Second goal, I think, which would have been offside last year. When you see it in your like, we're so accustomed now to seeing if they're if they're in line, they're going to be told they're offside. But I saw the replay and was like, well, he's obviously off because he's actually on, but he's off. The fact that he wasn't, I was like, ah, okay. And they didn't even show us. I was like, okay, I Man United would, would be the first team to benefit, well, of co- isn't it? Of course, <laughs> Twitter but exploded after the, the that. Thing that. The thing that I think people are over, I think there's an overreaction in general across the media and everyone this weekend. On the refing, because all of a sudden, yeah. when how good it was, one or yeah. two decisions, and everyone's saying it's the greatest referee we've ever seen. Vars changed everything; it's all perfect. And like, hold on. First of all, there was two or three really bad decisions this weekend that were not overturned that they've just overlooked for the narrative. But also, it's one week. Come next week when they screw up again, 
it will be all over the front page. Uh, yeah. Well, that's why I had this. That's why I had this one of my. I'm, I'm going to underreact to is the is the VAR and refereeing because obviously they made a big hoo ha about the changes. You see, Carragher sort of talked to the referees about some of the changes that they're making, thicker lines. They're not going to show the decisions on on camera and and all of this business. Fine, great, fine, but. Every year, the referees bring in some new rules. They try and practice it for a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden, it's just back to normal, if not worse. So, when Mike Dean used to give about twelve penalties in the first two weeks. I remember that one. I remember the one with Sterling and City, wasn't it? And it was a jump in the air, and yeah. it was a penalty for for nothing, basically. And because they would always come up with some sort of new rule, for, and then after two or three games, about like, that's ridiculous. Stop it now, and then they would just stop. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. See, I did think I said it. I think I've said it on the podcast year when they first brought in VAR. They shouldn't show the lines or the decision. They just tell you it's yeah. offside or onside and show you the still image and flash it up offside. People see the image, they're like, oh, they've shown us the evidence. Don't need to know how close it is. But when you started seeing that crappy little mouse go across the screen, yeah, and then there was that famous United game where Mata was on side and the squiggly lines and then it was like we don't need to see this software like yeah. just tell us it's on or off like be quick just tell us the decisions and we'll go with it like I bet you that was probably more the Premier League or whoever or the TV partners just saying this will add to the tension and this will I yeah. say it's more to do with fan groups I think fan groups have said we need to, as fans, have a right to see Maybe. the decision. Yeah. And, a, but there is to, something to that, I think. I think yeah. you should be able to just make a better decision. Yeah, well, I think saying to the fans, we're checking for an offside. TV's given offside. Offside. We don't need to see... Do you the think if they show a still after it, do you think that's okay? I think that's enough. They do yeah, that yeah. Just else. show the still. Yeah, just that's what show the still. Europe. Like, yeah, just don't show them and, just don't show them with their shaky jakey hand with yeah. the mouse just... well, that's it, when or when they draw the line up and they're like oh i've gone too far do it again <laughs> <laughs> it's, like... it's like when you try and type out a password and you go oh, i've got it wrong backspace backspace do it again like uh, backspace backspace it's like no one wants to see you do all these mistakes man yeah it happens in horse racing all the time like they they just they don't show you but it could take ages and sometimes you're waiting a while to find out who's actually won the race yeah. And then yeah, you're right, and then they just show you the photo finish, don't they, with the yeah. lines? Yeah, don't need to know. It's like oh, I could, that's... I could do without all of it. To be honest, it was such a, it was. But that's how another argument. Uh, I get the feeling that you're not so into football this year, Chris. I'm a rugby guy. Look at this shirt. I told you, big, big rugby fan. I am. Do you know what I mean? Big rugby fan. Should we talk about um, the lions? No, no, it's too sore still. Yeah, fucking. What a boring series that was. But yeah, there you go. Um. I've got one overreaction to the football kits. They're horrible this season. All of them. How many horrible kits are there? They're I have to say, Man United sponsor is really it's so disappointing. It's horrible. I, I know. I may yeah. I just need to get used to it, but man, that is just such a. Their bad kit thing. is dreadful. Their kit is dreadful. Them in Liverpool, I thought in particular, was disgusting. The only thing I enjoyed about Man United's um, releasing their kit, obviously, Team Viewer, is because you like seeing men. No, it's the, it's the sponsor on the front. Is because there was then a load of memes and jokes about um, Donny van der Beek, about how there was uh, they bought a new sponsor to describe him because uh, Team Viewer because he's on the bench. So That's harsh. That's that. brutal. Uh, it is brutal. I wonder if he'll ever get a game of football. Uh, it's weird when it's weird when a team buys a player and they got a bit of hype behind them and they just never play. Like what? What is it? What What, what happens on that plane journey here? Where they just don't play him. Forty million pounds yeah. as well, not nothing. Forty million no. pounds. And but he was from a good much. side that was like a burgeoning side, great yeah. team. Was it Champions League semis or finals? Was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
scored against Tottenham in their yeah. famous Tottenham and then, comeback. Is it like they go to training and like, do you know what? This is, this is so weird. I, I'll never understand it. I just it. don't think they... I, I think Solskjaer, to be, to be fair to Solskjaer, I think what he did is he went, I've got a winning team. My team is winning constantly. I've got Pogba, I've got Fernandes, I've got McTominay and Matic. People, like, where am I going to put him? I think fair play to Oli, who said, I'm not being forced to put someone in my team just because we went out and spent 40 million for him. If he doesn't fit my team, then he's not playing and he's got to work harder to show that he's better than those three and he's not better than those three at the moment. And look, he got second place last year, which is the best they've done in nine years. So, um, you know, maybe he's onto something and um, that's just unfortunate. It, you know, I have two people for basically every position. We've got an amazing squad now. Mm, look at that, Varane getting released today, all confirmed today. Well, they brought, they brought him out on the pitch on Saturday. Didn't oh, they? I was a, that was a stroke of genius as well, it? just to get the fans really riled up. You know, you know these days... Oh, Paul see... Lindelof just sitting. He's had the game of his life. It's half-time. He had a great game. He had such a good game. The entire stadium erupted when his replacement walked out. It's like, oh. oh. It's, it was, it's weird how much, even on TV, having fans at the stadium just makes such a difference. Like, you don't realise. You thought, oh, it was a, nice, it was a decent adjustment to having like the fake fan noise versus no fan noise, but having actual fans yeah. there singing songs, uh, yeah, hopefully it will stay good for a bit. But the song singing is like easily replicated. It's the sarcasm and the the stick. That's yeah. what the, the fakeness could never do. Um, although didn't uh, Gilmore like weren't there some homophobic chance to yeah, him i thought that was as i come out as no, gay like what, no it's, it's, the title was aimed at him it's what? because he's a chelsea player and the term for chelsea player it, don't say it yeah uh, well whatever i don't even know i, I, I it's a tough is isn't how, it tough no um like posh no they call chelsea players uh what, what do they call them Actually, yeah, butcher this. Right. The thing is, I, I I don't even know how offensive it is. I'm not even sure if I should say it. How yeah, offensive don't say is it. the word? Yeah, don't don't say it. Don't say it. I'm the one that's well, if, offensive. If way. you don't buy a house, that you rent a house. Yeah. So oh, rent boy. Yeah. Oh, you can say that. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. So that's what they were chanting at him, which is now deemed. Quite is that bad. a Chelsea? Is that a thing? Yeah. Chelsea players? I didn't know that. Yeah, rival fans called Chelsea players that. I've never. How funny is that? I've never heard that before in my no, life. No, I've not heard that. I think it's a bit of an old one. I, I just used to know, like from memes on online, they'd have like Chelsea's starting lineup, and it'd be like they are all fucking <laughs> like when boys as the starting the starting lineup, and and oh. then found out later. I wonder where that, I wonder where that came from. Uh, yeah, Google it. Check it out. Um, any more overreaction, underreaction? Uh, I think we've reacted enough. Good. Yeah. Um, results league. Do you remember your teams? Mark hasn't done the spreadsheet yet. Who did I pick? You picked Villa to beat Watford 3 1. I thought I did. Can I just actually, on, just on that, how good did Saar, Ishmael Saar, did you watch the highlights of the Watford game? I watched the highlights. Yeah. 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 Uh, Clubs. I forgot Clubs. how good he was in the Premiership two years ago. And then I look back. Was he the one that played for Fulham? Sorry, was that. No, 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 no. He played for Watford a few years ago. Yeah. Then when they got rele- he was their best player. They got relegated. He's obviously brilliant in the championship. He was their top goal scorer last year. And he's come back this year and he looks unbelievable. Like I'm, I'm thinking he needs to get straight in the fantasy football team. It's an interesting one with Watford because you like 
even with Brentford, how, how sustainable is this stuff here? Like, that's, no, that's no, a crazy no, no, result. As many as they win, probably, um, probably more. But that doesn't mean he's not going to score goals and be a good player. He, I, I, I'm actually really surprised they kept hold of him. Really surprised when yeah. they went down. I think he's better than the Championship level. Um, he's Norwich, look, Norwich looked to be the not Norwich looked to be the one that's probably going to go down. To near, so they they didn't even look that great. But um, Norwich and Palace kind of went to form, didn't they? Yeah, Vieira, tough times. I think. Yeah, I was. I was trying. I was working this out. Vieira in his first eight games has the top six plus two others as oh, his dear. first eight games. So he could easily do worse than uh, Philip Crockett or whatever his name. Was it Philip Frank, Frank, Frank De Boer. Frank De Boer. Frank De Boer yeah. Was I was like, even if he does actually a half decent job, he could have zero points after like eight games. Is, is Southampton <laughs> done? Is Hassan Hill and Southampton done? I don't think they're done, but I think when you lose your two best players, well, yeah. your three best players, which is Ings and Vestergaard, so they'd lost Ward Prowse, they'd basically be relegated, but they kept hold of him at least for now. Um, but I'm shocked that they got rid of Ings and Vestergaard because those two, when they were out the team last year, they couldn't win a game. Well, they've always been a, they've always been a bit of a feeder club anyway. You like, but I know, but and, and you look at their team now. They've replaced. They, they've bought that um, young kid from Chelsea, Livramento, whatever his name is. They've got Salisu who was 19, came in last year. They've got a really young squad. Obviously, they've lost Ryan Bertrand as well. Um, it's a bit of a weird turnaround. I think I think if they stay up this year, they'll be happy because they're in a bit of a transition period, I think. I don't think Hassan Hull will be particularly happy with what's going on. No, all. I like him as a manager as well, so it's a bit yeah. of a weird one there. But um, I, they, I think they... he was holding out for the um, the Leipzig job, or not Leipzig job, the one of the German jobs, and um, it went very quickly. So I think he's hanging around basically until one of the big German jobs are available again. Well, I just wish I paid more of attention because I, actually, uh, they, if they they look bad, they they could very well go down. So yeah, um, right. So you picked Dan Villa to beat Watford three one. That definitely didn't happen. Three two to Watford. Mark picked Man City to beat Spurs. Bull two one. So, at least I've got the Man City pick. I was going to say, at least you have to pick Man City right. to yeah. win again. Yeah, right? that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm getting, I've got that Arsenal pick out of the way. Arsenal to beat Brentford 3 1. So, I mean, we all knew they were going to lose as well. So, um, <laughs> you know, we all knew. We all knew. Not a good start from us, is it? I, feel, <laughs> I just I feel bad for them Arsenal fans because it must be so bad for them. I mean, I wouldn't, I couldn't, I wouldn't know, but it must be horrible for them. So, we all picked losing to, considering yeah. like seven of the favourites won this weekend, we picked three. <laughs> yeah. so you said what? Seven of. Seven yeah. out of the ten so home games won. So we all yeah. picked away ones. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. last year away worked really well because the, there were no fans. So away teams did really well. I guess we have to go back to edging I'm, our bets against I'm them. putting my lack of like my poor pod, my poor start to fantasy, poor po- start to this, to the fact that I, I didn't really read too much into this season till about three days before it started. Yeah, was like, There was so that. much sport and everything else on that. You, yeah, you it have was to a... be the only person in the entire, like, Great Britain who didn't have either Salah or Bruno in their team. I mean, yeah. that's you just... Ba- that's just in your team. Yeah, right? you can't even... You can't use any excuse for that, man. What were you thinking? It's Sancho on that Sancho hype. You would have thought it was yeah. Danny's team. That's ridiculous. Well, said, the thing is, I even said on the pod, the reason I, he wasn't in my team last week is because I didn't think... Because he, he basically wasn't going to start the first game. He'd already said. So why are you putting him in as captain? I don't know. But, yes, yeah. I don't. I, to be honest, I'm not. I'm really not that bothered this year. I weren't even that bothered. I'm glad you're not bothered. So that, why'd you I, bring it up? I think no. I'm saying everything. I'm just like this season. I was like, I'm a bit slow to get into it because of the amount of other stuff that was going on. Like I was walking by and I saw Chelsea v Villarreal. On. I was like, 
is that tonight or last oh, week it sort of came out of nowhere that super super cup um yeah you're walking by where were you walking by down like walk like i go for a walk after work and i walk by a pub and i was like oh chelsea are playing tonight like, oh. that's how disengaged pre-season that was and then this weekend fully back into it so i think just let's ease into the season let's just let's just chat shit uh I've, so have you got your teams for next week yes Mark, sort out that that you both have it ready wow oh my goodness I was just about to filibuster, and then you guys are like, "Yes." Well, it's easy because we can pick everyone at the moment. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. God, I, I, you take it. I'm taking it back. I don't know what to do. Um, Mark, you go first, then. All right. I'm going to do Newcastle away to Aston Villa, and I'm doing Newcastle to beat Villa, and I'm going to go two nil. Newcastle away to Villa. I think that's a good shout. Villa look a bit of a mess at the moment. They're, they're, they've seem to have changed their formation and it is not working for them. Be interesting. Go on, Danny, you go. Uh, I am. Can you guess what I'm going to do? I think uh, you're going to. Let, let, let me look at, hold on, let me look at the teams. You're going to do. Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. It's just too easy. It's too obvious. <laughs> you're going to pick Chelsea, aren't you? Of course I'm going to pick Chelsea. I'm going to pick Chelsea to win at the Emirates. Uh, and I'm going to pick Chelsea to win 3-0 at the Emirates. Fucking. All right, Chris, you're not involved. It's because Lukaku to get a couple. This will be uh, the Lukaku my... and Ben White. I mean, I just feel sorry for Ben White right Lukaku now. will have an absolute <laughs> fucking field day. It's got no oh, chance. Of it. <laughs> oh, Ben White. Poor Ben White. Just should have stayed oh, in Brighton. Yeah. What have you just done to yourself? Young man, this is the coming of age game for him. This is yeah, it. maybe, maybe this he'll he'll win around the entire fan base in one game. That's what I would be telling him. Yeah, like yeah, if you, if you keep Lukaku quiet, yeah. you'll win around everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, who, I was love how... Arsenal, who was that Arsenal defender that was terrible? And then Costa used to always what Segan? Was it Gabriel? I. Well, who was it that Costa used to always fight with and then got him sent off one time and just basically... Yeah, yeah, Gabriel, yeah. Gabriel, yeah. Gabriel, yeah, Paulinho. Or Paulista, or Gabriel Paulista. Yeah. yeah. I was like, but Arsenal fans got behind him for one one game a season. They were like, this guy's useless, but at least he'll give Costa a kick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I love, I love what we just went through with, like, the home and away fixtures, and we're like, all right, let's all pick away ones, because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've also gone away... I'm going for the mighty Brentford, the bees. The mighty Brentford to beat Chelsea away. To beat Palace away. Palace away. Yeah, beat Palace Ah, away from home. 2 0. Because what's going to happen? Brentford will lose like 10 in a row around Christmas. And we'll be like, why didn't we pick them earlier in the season? Yeah, I'm just (laughs) thinking, like, do you know, genuinely, I was tempted to pick them last week just because just Arsenal was so woeful, but I just couldn't do it because at the time I was a fan. um, I just can't. Just now we're looking at it. Brentford look decent. Chelsea don't. Uh, Palace does not. Uh, Can I just um, make a point? I didn't realise that May United, they beat Leeds 6-2 last year and obviously played them and beat them 5-1 last week. This week, sorry. Yeah. Next week, they've got Southampton. They beat 9-1 last year. In this Ooh, two so there we go. 8-0. Yeah. <laughs> Get them in your side. Get them, yeah. this, this could be dangerous territory. Get them in your side. Pogs, it's only 7.6 now. Come on now. I know he's already gone up, hasn't he? Yeah, already. I've already done my transfer anyway, so I don't know if I can spend four points to bring him in. I might do. We'll see. Um, right, that will leave us with front three, back four, I believe, unless we've got anything football-related to talk about. 
I'm good. No, uh, I'll go first um, as we do. Um, I'm going to get serious for a sec. I couldn't avoid it. Couldn't do it. I tried my best. Looked at other things. Had to do it. Uh, in my back four this week is Afghanistan. Uh, what? Come on. I have to. Come on. It's big. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Why? What's wrong with that, Dan? No, nothing wrong with it. Go on. What's your point? I can't even make a joke of it because it's not a joke. I just like, I think the reason it's, I, I, I just started rereading this book on geopolitics and I got to the section about Afghanistan and Pakistan and then this happened. I just, we don't have to talk about it in any real detail. I just think it's just, uh, it's just worrying because the, the speed in which this is happening and uh, we just have to be mindful that going forward, something big might happen either in America or in our country or somewhere else. Hopefully it doesn't touch wood, but yeah. uh, this is a, uh, this is probably, this is, it's genuinely worrying me more than anything, maybe because I've been in the news and just kind of checking it out, but Oh, be careful. Be careful. Hopefully it will be yeah. all right. I mean, it's just horrible. It's just a horrible situation. I, w- I was on the, one, one newspaper's website today and they had videos of people holding onto planes and, uh, falling off the plane like the the u.s like planes trying to get people back home yeah yeah and people f- literally clinging onto the side of the planes and falling off while the planes midair it's just horrible and that's it and uh, if there's anyone anyone that you know a politician or someone tries to play it down in terms of the influence that the taliban's going to have in afghanistan you see the people that are desperate to get out and understand what it means for them and they've taken it over now yeah, but I, I, the, it's the speed, isn't it? It's because it's yeah. because it's they were just kind of by all accounts they were holding up the the they were holding up a, a corrupt government that was just ready and waiting for as soon as soon as the US left. But there's a reason. open doors. There you go. I, yeah, I, I not I don't know loads, but from there's going to be a reason why it took so long to leave, and it was a case of eventually the US have said we're going to put just pull them out, and. Yeah, I think because I, I I would imagine it's because they knew what would happen and they was like, what if not now, then when? And then because even before Biden was there, Trump was talking about getting them out. So I think it was just overall America's plan to do it eventually. But they didn't seem to either recognize or realize the, the, the pace in which this would happen. And uh, yeah, Danny, no. Our thoughts go out to all those people. Yeah, yeah. No, genuinely, like, I'm just I'm hopefully. Oh, I don't know. Tough one, tough one. In my front three this week is fry ups. That has nothing to do with Taliban. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a cafe called the Doncaster Cafe launches the UK's biggest full English with 150 items and a whopping 17,000 calories. Uh, it weighs 20 pounds, so half of Danny's weight. Uh, it includes. 15 linkers of sausages, 15 rashes of bacon, 15 ash browns, 15 eggs, 15 slices of black pudding, 15 slices of toast. I don't know how they did 15 portions of baked beans, just one big slop of baked beans. Yeah. 15 portions of tin tomatoes, please. What horrible. I can't stand on the front. 15 portions of mushrooms. Yeah. Um, so it's the new biggest challenge. It costs 50 pounds if you don't do it. It's called the Terminator Armageddon. And um where's that Doncaster you said? It is near Doncaster, yeah. I know where we're going away next time then. Yeah. I know. Danny's PT's just recommended it. (laughs) (laughs) Danny will eat it all in one sitting and he'll lose like five pounds. How's that even possible? Quite good metabolism, what can I say? 
Is that, yeah? How big are your poos? Do you do like massive poos? I feel like Danny's like, remember that Simpsons episode where, where, where Bart goes to the fun fair and he's got to scoop the tiniest donkey's uh, stables and it's just this mountain of poo and they're like, yeah, it just, it just poos an awful lot and just gets rid of anything. That's like Danny. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. I don't even know if that's a question. I don't even know how to answer that. It's not a question. It's a point of fact. Right, okay. Yeah. Danny does big shits. Yeah, I need lots of toilets in this house. Oh, God, yeah. No, you just need one big one, the garden. <laughs> I actually just go straight through and I eat something. It just falls straight out. Just go, yeah, no no, no biting, just whole, innit? <laughs> yeah. You've got peanuts and all gross. sorts, broccoli. That's gross. Whole eggs. Lovely. There you uh, go. I go. Yeah, go on, you go. Um, so, as you know, I have this long list of front three, back fours from the last three months worth of stuff. So I know that Chris, you asked me to bring up some of these. So I thought I would start the list, and I was going through it. There's actually quite some interesting ones. On can there. I can I just say the next the, the next? I appreciate you doing it this time. Next time, seamless. You're right in it. Don't even talk about it. Just do it. Fine. Okay. I do actually have a fun three for this week though that I do want to mention because it is put fun. that on the back of the list. Back no, of the no, list. The you go back at a queue, and <laughs> yeah, hopefully somewhere around February you'll get to it. Anyway, so my back four this week is um, is Hungary. Hungary and UEFA, because they disallow <laughs> Germany from wearing their rainbow armband, the bastards, because they changed the law in Hungary just before that game in the Euros, when uh, which meant that they, I think, in, I can't remember the story now, but I think something in the um, in schools they started to teach that they took away any teachings about um, being gay or uh, they basically had this homophobic syllabus. Uh, and so all of the footballers, and there was obviously games out in Hungary, um, said we stand for uh, equality and they wanted to wear a rainbow armband. And UEFA said, uh, uh, that's a political symbol. You can't do that. Um, but Hungary, yeah, feel free to do what you like. Uh, so yeah, I can't remember the whole story, but that was one of the ones that was in my back four at the time. Um, in my front three, I will. So I don't know if you guys saw this this week, but it is fantastic. Earlier we were talking about um, Varane being like this being week. Varane. What are you what are you doing? Yeah, you know, I'll come back to the old ones, but this is a really good. This is really funny. You have how to actually you you have to see it. So <laughs> you know how Varane was shown to the United fans this week. Like uh, over the recent years, particularly with COVID, all of the sort of announcements of new contracts or new players. There's been a big hype. Remember Sancho playing uh, Sanchez playing the piano and all sorts, right? So. You know how I love Gerard Moreno from Villarreal? Yeah, um, Gerard Moreno signed a new contract with Villarreal this week. And uh, he has the best, and I say that loosely because it's the worst, but the funniest announcement video I've ever seen in my life is basically the masked singer or the masked dancer. He is dressed up in, I don't even know what animal. It's some kind of possum or, I don't know, some weird grey owl type thing. <laughs> He's dancing and singing and then reveals himself to be Gerard Moreno. And that is his announcement that he signed his new contract, which is getting ridiculous. But that just, I, I saw it and I was laughing so much. So I thought I had to, I had to write that down and mention All right, back, back to the bit, Dan. Come on, don't ruin it. Um, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> my front three was Gareth Southgate for finally picking Jack Grealish for the England squad. Is that it? Well, yeah. Up until then, he hadn't been picked. Well, well, can't you just digress and say, ah, oh, because he's very good. You just, all right, fair enough, just leave. I'm just watching this video of Gerard Moreno on stage. Is that? 
why is that some kind of like Spanish? I don't know. Thing? What animal is he? It's like a Teletubby, or but like it's right from Teletubbies. What is yeah, it? it's weird, right? It's really, really weird. That's so strange. <laughs> it's so uh, strange. And it says, I don't know what it must be something Spanish in his back, rocket or something. Um, yeah, it must what, be some kind of character. So saying Gemma Reina, he's just he's no good. He's fantastic, but what is he doing wearing that stupid helmet that he can't get off? Have you seen him trying to take it off? Yeah, yeah. I think he he looked like he was pretending like it couldn't come off. But I mean, just just ridiculous. So all right, Dan, you need to work on this bit. All right, we'll we'll talk about it this okay. week. Okay. He's, he's not he's not getting it, is he, Mark? No. Mark, go and finish us off. All right. Uh, we'll start off with my front three. So it's streaming service design. So they're, they're looking at getting into football now. And uh, they're talking about they want to have, uh, they, I think they do it in America a bit more, but they want to have over here where, you could, where you're watching football and it will, you have the option to bet. It will have fantasy football linked to the football and they'll, it'll be a much more tied up experience. And don't know about that. I'm not sure about that. The top, the only reason I don't like it is because streaming is behind. Yeah. Betting is usually quite far. Yeah. Like it's usually quicker than even like uh, what what you see on screen. And it's a good point. How are they going to do that? Is that's not it's not going to be possible then? So they'd have to fix that. But one way they're looking is they're looking to buy BT Sport. So Mm. that is a major way of getting into the into the market because. Streaming's all great, but I prefer the channel. Like if if something was on BT Sport and Amazon Prime, for example, I'm opting BT Sport to watch it. I'm not like the streaming's great if there's no other option, but having your like satellite box or Virgin Box, whatever, it's just it's just a much better experience than streaming. So I know I'm grateful for Danny for letting me use his login details, but it's really frustrating being in a messaging group watching the same football match as you guys because I have to just put my phone in another room because it's <laughs> Danny non stop being like, just uh, Danny only talks when there's a goal, it's the only time he ever mentions yeah. anything. <laughs> like, oh, fuck's sake, he's like yeah. the guy outside screaming. Yes. Sometimes when something happens, you try to be quick just. Because either one, you don't want the next thing to happen. So if someone just misses a chance, you try and send it before the goal kick. Yeah. You try and be quick. But yeah, it is funny because you you do want to be like one of the first to say something. Like just even if it's a great goal, just send it. It's like, but but yeah, I'd be interested to see how they do it. I mean, I do it on purpose, Chris, because I know you're watching my stream. That's why I do it. Plum. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing if that comes about. Um, Unfortunately, Dazan. They've come into the market at a minute for boxing, so they're in the UK, but they've taken all the matchroom boxing. And uh, boxing's just in a terrible state at the minute. Sky's losing their good fights. The Zern have like one a month, and their selling point is the fact that it's only two quid. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know if it'll work, but we'll see how it goes. One yeah, can dream. Is, I, yeah. Uh, back for this week is, um, I don't know if any of you saw this poor victim. Um, this mum of three has claimed uh, she's been left shocked, shaken, and crying due to. Uh, I don't even. So I don't even know what this is, but I don't even know what this is. Yeah, she, you know this, where he's going this, with it, though. Yeah, this this poor lady's shocked 
sat shaking, crying, her mama free because of the ferocious speed at which Audi checkouts beat their items. <laughs> so she just could, she couldn't keep up with the, with the items that was coming down the checkout. So she's uh, had quite a traumatic experience. And uh, oh. they, they actually got a statement from the from the Audi worker who said she's a liar. I wasn't going that far. <laughs> it was, uh, did you? It, was you at Audi when this happened? Where did you this, find this? This? What is this? this is trending. Uh, uh, this, you can did she complain on Twitter or something saying this is yeah. ridiculous how quick it's going? Of course she complained. Uh, where else do you go to complain about that kind of shit? Do you know what? Do you know it's funny as well? She probably was at the self-service. <laughs> <laughs> She, what, she had it. Wait, let's see what her quote It was their son who was just putting it through. I, I was shocked how someone in customer care could disregard my struggle with no empathy or care whatsoever. This is unacceptable. Shopping with three children can be challenging enough without suffering panic, anxiety at the checkouts and leaving the store in tears. So, Has it got a picture of her? No. Mm. I've never liked the checkouts. It's always a rush. The area is so small. I've never had an experience as horrid as this one. So tell it to go online. Next time you're queuing at a supermarket and you think, bloody hell, this is going slow. Just think they're just looking after the well-being of, of the, the shopper of, in front of you. So that's funny. Brilliant. Yeah, that's my back four. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Be careful at Aldi, people. Go to Morrison's if you want to slow down. Them fucking slow fucks. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah. Hate they don't care though. Oh, they do not they care, care, boy. They're like they're kissing their teeth as they're scanning, boy. Like, what Morrison's is this? Yeah, Morrison's, oh. boy, down Holloway Road. They don't give a fuck. The one I have in in Stamford Hill, like their checkouts are like from twelve till four, and then every other time is self checkout. It's just yeah. like you see the person like it's like four you. It's like 4 p.m. in the afternoon, and they're like, oh, no, no more after this person. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's not a good experience. Right, so uh, very good for a, uh, a decent weekend of football um, for you guys. Hopefully next week it'll be a bit more positive. Not likely, but uh, I'll be watching the rugby. I don't know about you guys, but uh, yeah, work on that uh, front three back four, Dan. We'll, 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 we'll get this right we'll bring it in and uh, we'll see you next week yep lovely yeah. have yeah. a good week boys and chat to you later bye bye, bye.